Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Notes McGoats podcast, the 12 Pods of Christmas. I am Brandon. And I am Steve. Hey man, shout out to Jared Driesinger for that uh for that Absolutely. awesome awesome intro music, man. It is it is I love this time of the year. Yeah. A little bit less now this year than prior, but yeah. hearing that opener just makes me so happy every Absolutely. single time. And I love that guy. He's amazing. Absolutely. Um so um yeah, if you guys aren't familiar, Jared Driesinga, um brother Jer, um the guy, if you just search J A I R, yeah, uh, you'll find him. Um, if you, if you think he looks like an unwashed hippie who's kind of weird, you, you're not wrong, you're probably right, yeah. Um, but that's Jer, and he does all of our music except for that fun theme we use for the movie game. Uh, he doesn't I mean, do that one, I wish he yeah. did because he'd make a shit ton of money, right? But um, he didn't do that one, no, all of the ones though, all Jer. So, Absolutely. um, how you doing, man? I dude, I am I'm good, man. I I am excited. I think up to this point in what we've been doing with the 12 pods. This is I've told you this before in a previous episode, but this sure. is turning out to be probably up there with one of my favorite 12 pod series that we've that we've done thus far. Yeah, I feel like we have we have like really good ones and we have like ones that are like not very good. Like last year was kind of weird. Um Yeah. Just, last year we didn't prep enough. Ahead we of time, we didn't prep enough, but also well, like, we tried we didn't to find prep stuff. enough of where albums were should have been placed. That yeah, c- composition, composition was not good. Albums okay. we had, we had some good, we had some good albums. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to say Reba. no. I'll, we'll talk about that at the end of this one too. But um, but I uh at the, our last episode, I I give Reba some shit. Yeah. But um, I will say this year, um, I think by far, just putting on wax, by far, my favorite twelve pods is the second one. Yeah, we did That's with she and she and him. She and him, uh, CeeLo. Yeah. Um, that was when we did. Uh, was that Kristen Kristen Chenoweth and Adina? Yeah, and that was when we did. Uh, yeah. we when, when you talked to Lindsay too. Yeah, and Rise Which, Against and um, her and I are against. like besties. Yeah, you know besties. But we, but that was that was probably my favorite one because the every album. I think that was with um. I don't know. We had was that the year that that was also Christmas with um Darius and Mel. Christmas with Darius and Mel. Um that was a dude from uh Hamilton was on that one too. Um, um oh yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah, the black guy. That Aaron Burr. Help. Aaron Burr. Oh, yeah, but Aaron Burr. Um Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr. He was in there one that dude that that 12 pods was stacked. Like yeah. We didn't we didn't have any miss and yeah, I think we have Bill Hung in that one too. Um no no Bill Hung was the first Bill year. Bill Hung was the first one. No, Randy Rainbow was that year. Randy Rainbow, yes. Randy Rainbow and Leslie Odom was in our first 12 pods. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. still, it's your guy. It's all good. That that's that second year was probably like the pinnacle. Yeah. And then this year, though, I'm telling you, man, the stuff that we picked this year, even though we had a couple of like meh. Yeah. I mean, one's coming up soon. One we had last week. Yeah. Um, 
you gotta have some yeah when you get you to gotta these have some yeah for sure yeah, these christmas albums i don't but, know how you spell yeah n-y-e-h yeah it kind of figures it out yeah yeah yeah. Works. I I, can, I could ask my watch, but it'll probably tell me some weird stories I don't want to know. It'll probably be like, uh, what? Yeah, what the hell are you talking about what now? You, what? Yeah, it's not in my dictionary. Get an Android, fucker. Right. Um. Uh. So speaking of Brandon, we are gonna do some fun things today. We're gonna today's talk about a, yeah two albums. It today's a two for guys. Today's a two for. We were gonna just do one, and then we found out that they did another one. Well, they were doing another one. They, they were doing they, another they, one, they, and it wasn't quite like, slated to come yeah. out. Which is crazy that it came out December first. Crazy, right. like I made our podcast go a little nuts, but it's fine. Just we had to push some things around a little bit here, but we got to figure oh, it out. Good. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, what are we talking about, man? Dude, we are going to talk about those those lovely boys uh, from down in uh, the grand old Philadelphia. Yeah. And the uh, the Philly specials. Um, yeah, man. Oh, Philly, Philly. Um. And so it's uh, Lane Johnson, Jordan Malida, and Jason Kelty. Yep. Um, Connor Barwin too, and there's a couple other ones that are in there too. But um, yep. those are the big three. Yep. Um, and there's there are three offensive linemen for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, sir. So that's who we're chatting about today. We're going to do their first album, the Philly Special Christmas, and then we're going to talk about a Philly Special. Christmas special, which came out this year. Yep. Just a handful of weeks ago, December 1st. Just, guys. Yeah. Just a couple weeks ago. So we haven't checked those out yet. We do recommend you do that because both albums are pretty good, but you'll hear about them in a couple minutes here. So Brandon, Absolutely. yep. I'm going to throw it back to you and uh, probably this will probably take about two and a half minutes because I'm not sure what you found. Well, it, it'll be, this is going to be good, Steve. So guys, um, so you're probably wondering why they call themselves the Philly special. Steve, we're going into football. I'm talking, go. I'm talking about the play, man. That's how you got to get dilly, into this. Dilly man. dilly, baby. Dilly dilly. Absolutely. Dilly dilly. For sure. Uh, grab your Bud Light. Anyway, stupid. Anyway. Were so they let's all talk- the team at that one? What's that? Were they all the team for that? Was Jordan on the team then? Because I know Lane Johnson was. Um, I think Jordan was too. I mean, clear, and Jason was. I know that. Jason I know was. that most of them were. I it was, only, say it was only a couple years ago. A handful of years ago. 2018. 18? Yeah, so I'm guessing they probably were still. Yeah. So, guys, here is a little bit about the Philly Special, meaning not the band, but the football play that happened. So the Philly Special, all known, also known as the Philly Philly, was an American football trick play. Now, American football, we all know what it is. You know, the semi-oval, um, brown football. Egg. Um, yeah, egg, egg-shaped. Yeah, but... Um, and this trick play was done between Philadelphia Eagles players uh, Clory Clement, Trey Burton, and Nick Foles on fourth, uh, fourth down, fourth and goal, toward the end of the second quarter in Super Bowl uh, 52. Um, I had to think about what the L meant in Roman numerals. Uh, 52, uh, February 4th, 2018 at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Um, on the play, quarterback Nick Foles, poor guy, can't ever catch a break in the NFL these days, uh, moved up to behind his offensive line and Jason Kelsey center uh, snapped the ball directly to the running back, Corey Clement, Corey uh, Clement went on uh, to pitch the ball to Trey Burton who passed the ball to a wide open quarterback, Nick Foles to score a touchdown uh, in doing so Foles became the first player in Super Bowl history to both throw and catch a touchdown pass during a Super Bowl game. 
Um, Eagles coach Doug Peterson's decision to attempt uh, to score a touchdown rather than attempt a field goal on the play helped put the Eagles in a better position to defeat the New England Patriots. Uh, That's funny to say now, uh, which they subsequently did, putting them uh, uh, beating the Patriots 41-33. The victory was the Eagles first championship in 57 years. Um, Most analysts uh, have since called the play one of the greatest play calls in Super Bowl history. Um, The play was described by NFL Films as a play that the Eagles had never called before, run on fourth down by an undrafted rookie running back, pitching the football to a third-string tight end who had never attempted an NFL pass before, throwing to a backup quarterback who had never caught an NFL or, or college pass before on the greatest stage in football. The great thing about that play is that one play got Trey Burton like a three-year contract with the Chicago Bears because he was the like backup third-string tight end. He was right. nothing. Right. And then it got Nick Foles. Did he play for the? Did he go to the Bears at that point? I think he did. Was that the Bears? He's like the starting quarterback for the Bears. Like he yeah. was a back. Like he was behind Trubisky, but yeah. then he ended up starting for him for a while, and he was hot garbage. And then he went, he's still a backup somewhere. He's in the league. Yeah. Um, he's in Jacksonville. No, he's not in Jacksonville because he was he would have came in for Trev. He's somewhere. But Doug Peterson's in Jacksonville. Right. Who was the coach of the Eagles at the time? Absolutely. Um, who lost his job because um he didn't want to start Jalen Hurts because he's a moron. Uh he's currently um, a free agent. Nick Foles is? Yeah. I'm surprised how many quarterbacks got hurt this year. I'm surprised it's still a free agent, but he's washed up. He got a Super Bowl win. They don't give two shits. Right. Um, yeah, but uh yeah, Doug Peterson, that guy really screwed the pooch and might wanted to start uh Jalen Hurts because right. <laughs> that was a bad look. <laughs> like you're gonna put your money on Carson Wentz? Way to go. Yeah, man. right. Um that didn't work out well for you. Uh but no, it it was a cool play. Um and people kept trying to redo it and it was it was fun, but yeah, it was, you know, on the uh, the Bud Light commercial. So why not? For sure. So. All right, buddy, let's get into this first album here. Yes, uh, let's do that. Absolutely. So um, let's let's first talk about, Steve, our monthly Spotify listeners. How many monthly Spotify listeners? And I just checked it before we started recording this one. How many monthly Spotify listeners do you think the Philly specials get? You just checked it. I just checked it. Two million. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> no, not uh, at all. No, less than a hundred thousand. What? Hold yeah. on. Hold on. I'm checking it because I don't think so. All right. Mine uh-huh. says one million forty nine thousand. Oh yeah, look at that. There it is. Ha! I was looking at the. I was looking at the wrong one. All right. Whatever. Like, what the hell? Mine says one, one mil- million. About a go- million. So I was, I was, I doubled them up, but I mean, Hey, yeah. All right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm big. You're little. Anyway, where's that from? What's that from? Uh, Matilda, Danny DeVito. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. You're Danny DeVito. Absolutely. So we're going to, we're going to do this kind of, uh, like we normally do. We're going to talk about the first one, uh, which is a Philly special Christmas. Um, from 2022, and then we will do our whole spiel on that. We will play a game, 
and then we will talk about their new album that came out in December. So, Steve, a Philly special Christmas, uh, seven songs released December 23, 2020, 2022, and is 26 minutes long. That's why we couldn't uh, do it last year, because it came out December 23rd. Absolutely. So, um, a Philly special Christmas is the debut studio album by Philadelphia Eagles offensive lineman Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and Jordan Maialata. Uh, it was released on December 23rd, 2022 by Vera Y Records. Uh, the Christmas album is produced by Charlie Hall, drummer of the band The War on Drugs. Uh, former Eagles linebacker uh, Connor Barwin served as uh, executive producer. The title of the album is inspired by uh, the special, a trick play like we talked about, guys, run by the Eagles in Super Bowl 52. Um the album consists of classic uh, of covers of classic Christmas songs and features duets with Eagles play-by-play announcer Merrill Reese and other players, including Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, and Jordan Davis. Um, all proceeds from this album um, go toward the Children's Crisis Treatment Center in Philly. Um, uh, Jason said that the group uh, of offensive linemen first considered uh, writing the album in 2021, both Mylotta and Kelsey have had a background in singing. Um, in 2015, uh, Jason performed a cover of uh, Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell uh, and his original song uh, Home Change um, on WXPN, must be a sh- um, affiliate um, radio station. Um, yeah. in, 20- in 2022, Mylotta appeared on the television singer, The Mas- Masked Singer. Mylotta has been described as uh, evoking Frankie Valley in his singing. Kelsey and Barwin uh, reached out to Charlie Hall, the drummer of the War on Drugs, uh, and the leader of the indie rock male chorus, Silver Ages, for direction uh, on the creation of the album. Um, Hall stated um, that he first met the offensive linemen and wanted to suss out uh, what they what they were after. Was this a goof or was this a sincere thing? I saw right away that this was truly sincere. Um, they just wanted to make something. Um, that's a love letter to Philly. Um, the album was recorded during summer of 2022 and was finished in July prior to the start of training camp. Uh, in July of 2023, the album placed on several charts. So, Steve, let's get into a Philly special Christmas. Let's talk about our favorite tracks. What's your favorite track? Yeah. Uh, Christmas, baby, please come home. Same, bud. Dude, this one is so damn fun. Mm-hmm. The guys have fantastic harmony. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really, you can actually feel that they're having fun, like, singing together. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> however, <laughs> the sax solo yeah, does sound like the sax man from The Lonely Island. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's It's so incredibly bad. You're not wrong. I don't know who was playing sax in this thing. I want to say it was like like they just threw like Travis in there, but like just play some sax and figure just, this out. Right. Throw some notes on this. Drop drop some beats. Um it For was sure. it was terrible, but funny. And I was listening to it and I'm like, well, that can't be right. Right. And like listen to it again, like, yup, it is just that bad. Like, holy mm-hmm. cow, like the sax man from the Lonely Island. Like, way to go, guys. So what about you? What were your thoughts on it? Yeah. So um, my thoughts basically is one of those tracks, just a bunch of dudes sitting around having such a fun time putting this track together. For me, I thought the sax solo was great, man. Everybody loves good sax. So 
just so much fun. So it's that fun, but it was terrible comparatively. For sure, for sure. So that I mean, that's s- sweet and easy and to the point. So, um, least favorite track, Steve. Um, I, I picked, picked a couple of them. I picked Blue Christmas. Of course, you did. It is. I think Jason is channeling his inner Elvis, and that is never going to be a good thing. Um, the only good thing about this track is that these players are actually pretty good singers, but we all know that I am not a fan of this one. Steve, what is your least favorite track on this album? Silent Night. More on that one later. I'm sure. The, the Honestly, it was going to be Blue Christmas. It was going to be Blue Christmas. But the E-A-G-L-E-S chant in Silent Night yeah. ruined it for me. <laughs> it, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Jason mimicking Elvis made my skin crawl. The Eagles chant was worse. I couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't do it. Now, however, the Santa Claus is coming to town Springsteen skit was great and it made me laugh. And I, we talked about Springsteen. However, Jason Kelsey doing his best animal, the Muppet does Springsteen was hilarious. Yeah. Like I was like listening to it. I was just like, he, he literally like he was trying to be Elvis. Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to be like, he's trying to be Springsteen. But that skit where they talk about, does Santa Claus love Philly? And they're like, we've been up throw snowballs at him this year. I'm like, yeah. oh, like there were so many like fun tongue in cheek, like sports jokes on there. I was like, yeah. that's great. But yeah, yeah um, I, I just couldn't do the silent night with the Eagles chant, man. I just was like, this is dumb. I like, get it. I, it, I literally it took me it took me a minute to figure out what the hell they were spelling. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I was like, get it. Oh, you suck. Go birds. Fuck you guys. Man, yeah. damn it. No, yeah. but that was mine. So all right. I like it. I like so it's it. time. So we're not gonna play our game right now. We're gonna play our game between the two. So yep. we're gonna we're gonna do our deep cut on this one. And then yep. uh we'll final thought it out. Well, I don't did you do final thoughts for this one? Of course I did, Steve. Okay. I did the entire I, outline. I didn't, but I will. Um I will go after final thoughts on this one too. So um, I'll do it off the cuff. I'm going to go with my deep cut though. We're already talking. Let's do it. I did Merry Christmas, baby. Yeah. I love a good bluesy Christmas song. And I forget that this one is like a classic Christmas song. Yeah. Because it's not, it's done. It's covered a lot, but it's not covered well enough for you to be like, oh, okay. Because yeah. the original Otis Redding is a version from the sixties is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's the one that you would hear in most movies that you know if anybody brings out this song they're gonna play that version. You yep. might get the Bruce Springsteen version, which is not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, Jordan really just nailed this. Mm-hmm. His he had the technical groove to kind of really get into that, and that duet with Lady Alma really just elevated the track enough that I was I wasn't expecting it. Like, I mean, we we heard them, everybody's heard them do White Christmas, and you hear Jordan do the, the you know, the vocal, you know, Olympics that comes with White Christmas. Yeah. And you're like, well, that guy could actually do it. But then to hear him do this one, it's like, this song is not easy to sing the right way. Mm-hmm. And he did it, he did it perfectly. So I, I love that. So my, my deep cut was Merry Christmas, baby. I like it. I like it. Um, Tell I me how pick- wrong I am. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but you know that I I'm I, I get more technical musically, yes. you know, when it comes to these kind of things. So the fact that I think 
The reason why I picked this one is these guys can sing in harmony and it sounded good. Um, but then they also sing it in a different language. Like not to say that like football players are dumb, but like they're not necessarily all super smart. I mean, I can't say that no. either because look at look at the quarterback in Minnesota. He's a freaking astronaut. Um, but then you also have Johnny Menzel. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Um, I mean, there there are there are polar opposites of all categories here. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, you have Tommy DeVito in in New York right now, who's a meathead of all meatheads. Right. And then you have, you know, Kirk Cousins, who buys his who whose wife buys him clothes from Kohl's, literally. You know, so he actually I saw. Speaking of, quick a second. Speaking of, um, I saw a TikTok of him. Um, getting ready for Manning cast for tonight. And he goes, he was t- talking to eat like, he like, Hey guys, what should I wear? Should I wear this? Like, do you like that? Uh, do you like that? And he's like, he's like, do you like that? And he's like, this is my personal favorite because I got it from Coles with my Coles cash. Like, <laughs> he is, he is the dad of like, he's like that, that like Ned Flanders of the Absolutely. NFL. He is the Ned Flanders. 100%. So, um, I, I picked that one. I also thought it was just a great way to kind of wind down the album. Uh, so it did have, it did have the silver ages on it as well. Yeah. And the, the silver ages, they're on both albums. Um, it is, it is that, that Philly choir that the, um, the producer of the album is on as well. Yeah. Um, and there it, it's, it is done very well. And that, like that chant that's in there, if you're not listening for it, you catch it because you're like, what the hell is going on? And then I yeah. had to listen to it and go, what are they spelling out? And I was like, when I listened to it, I'm like, oh, you suck. Yeah. And it is kind of is what it is. So um, I I didn't like, I don't know. I, I hated it. But I, I mean, I can definitely see the hate for Blue Christmas because that was the easy one. And I knew you were going to go chalk mm-hmm. for you. And you hate you hate that song. Yeah. As much as I hate Elvis, I don't hate that song as much as you do. Um, right. So I didn't go. I just hate that song in general. Like it needs to be really. I think there's only one time in the twelve pods where I've actually said that Blue Christmas was good. And I don't. Yeah, I think it was this year. Yeah, this year I'm pretty sure. Earlier this year. So. I don't remember either, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't Blippy. Good. No, tell you that right now. So, wrapping this thing up, Brandon. What were your final thoughts on this one? For being their first album. Yep. And probably thought that maybe they would do one this year. Like I wasn't sure when we had first put this out. Like I didn't know right away. Um, I thought this was just an incredible album from these guys, just kind of being silly, but also taking their talents to their city and showing love back to Philly. Um, I also think that they produced this album and constructed it perfectly. I think ending with Santa Claus is coming to town was just an absolutely perfect way to uh to end this thing. For me, Steve. Seven out of ten for me, man. You can't go wrong with it. Nice. I I'm right there with you. I think this is being like this EP, just kind of a fun thing for them to do. Raise money for, you know, kids in Philly. Which I mean, it's awesome they're doing this because they don't have to. It's just something right. they're doing for fun. And I I will I will shit on the Eagles as much as I as much as I love to. And they lost last night, which makes me even happier. Um, but um, as a Lions fan, but um. These guys seem like just down to earth dudes. I know, like I've read a little bit of Lane Johnson's story, and his story is very similar to like stuff I've dealt with. Like he's a big mental health um mm-hmm. 
like person. He's, he's been dealing with mental health for a very long time. He's, he's nominated an advocate for uh, the Walter Payton, for Walter Payton, Payton this year for yeah. that. If you didn't see the video of Jason Kelsey telling him like he's nominated for the Walter Payton man of the year because of his work with advocating for mental health and men's mental health in, mm-hmm. you know, this area, it's awesome to see. Um, it's a little bit of a tearjerker because uh, it's just, it's, it's emotional, Absolutely. but um, to have like, these behemoths of men, these, you know, champions of sport come out and just be funny little kids for a Mm -hmm. while. Yeah. It's, it's great. I loved it. I loved it. I listened to it last year. And I told you, I was like, we got to do this one next year. Yep. Hoping they might do something else, but at the same time, like we got to do it because absolutely awesome. Um, I remember watching the football game and it popped up on like a Fox and I was like, dude, what the hell? Did you yeah. know about this? And you're like, what? I'm like, because I think it was like a, it was like a, a music, one of their, like a quick music video of, of White Christmas. Yeah. Of them in and the, it was bo- like in the recording studio or something. Making of White Christmas. And then Fox played it on their, and during the like, Eagles game. You're just, like, it was what? during Eagles game. And they were just yeah. like, hey, they did this. And it was like, come up. And you're like, what the hell? And I just texted right. you. I was like, are you watching this? Because, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, But to, to raise over a million dollars. Mm-hmm. for kids in crisis in the philly area which i've been to philly that money's going it may not be going a long way but it's going to help a lot of people yeah that area needs help there's a lot going on in that city um sure. and they they are taking it on the chin and putting it putting it on the backs to try to do there for it album wise though man there's a couple of questionable things on here you know sure. it is what it is but Ultimately, if we have to go, I'm only going to go out of seven because it's only seven tracks. But I'm going to give it a six out of seven. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Not bad, man. I, not I liked bad. it. That's I not appreciated bad. it. So it's All time right, for us to play our game. It is time for us to play our game. Cue the music. Uh, thank you, Drew. Um, So, dude, so today's Christmas movie trivia... Yeah. Um, is quotes Christmas movie quotes? Okay, and you have to pick out. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the quote. You got to pick out which movie I'm coming after here. Okay, I don't know. One of them you might not get. I'm not sure. Uh, but they're all movies you've seen. Okay, first one. There's three. Uh, seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are things we can't see. Oh man, that's a trick one. That's a trick one. That is a trick one. That could be two. Because I first wanted to say Santa Claus, but then you continued, and it's not Santa Claus. It's Elf, isn't it? It's not Elf, but it's not Santa Claus. <sighs> what movie? I saw it this year. Of course, you I probably did. have. Oh, if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to see it eventually. Sing isn't. Oh my gosh, you're gonna tell me I'm gonna be so upset. What is it? Polar Express. Oh, you suck. Yes. Yeah. This one you're gonna get. This one you're gonna get. I know this All one right. you're gonna get. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets it's his a one, wings. It's a wonderful life. You know, one of the Christmas movies I've never seen all the way straight through. Really? Nope. I was fall asleep. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is. Or I get distracted. Um I think if it just putting this on wax, hot take. Uh, they redid this one in color. It's always better in black and white. Yes, hundred percent. Still agree. I still agree there. But yes. Yeah. Um. All right. 
last one. This movie just just went uh, or celebrated its 20th anniversary as well this year. And they went back oh, in the man. theaters for a little while. Um, if you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love is actually all around. I think you said the name of the movie in that quote. Love it actually. It 100% is love, love actually. Oh my gosh. What I a... wanted to say, I wanted to say, and Colin's got a big, he, he's got a big knob. Yeah. And... Okay. Well, speak. Okay. If we're going to go that route here a minute. Um, the first time I ever watched that movie okay. was I was a teenager, like high school ish. Um, With your mom? You know, it was the holiday. Yep. 100%. <laughs> and then the scene when they have sex. <laughs> And you're just like, what is happening right now? And I'm like, you know, five years old and I'm peering through my fingers. Oh, you know, the best part oh of that movie gosh. is Billy Bob Thornton playing the president of the United States and Hugh 100%. Grant playing the prime minister of England. Absolutely. Hugh Grant is a bit more, a bit more expected than Billy Bob. But Hugh I mean, Grant actually looked like what was that? Whoever the prime minister was in England that, at that time. Tony Blair. Yes. Yeah. And, like the, and, and Billy Bob acted like Bill Clinton, so it kind of worked out for sure. So, but Bad Santa was president. I'm just putting that out there. 100. That movie though is, it still may be top five Christmas movies for me. It's I love that one. movie. It's a good one. I haven't watched Alan it Rickman's this year. a douchebag, but uh, you can't. That's you one. can't also you can you can't hate Alan Rickman. And that movie in general. Can. I mean, in that movie, you can. You sure. got it. That's that's one that you should maybe have the exchange shoot and watch. I think that's a fun one. It's, it's one of those because it's a. That's one of those ones that when they were going through the ensemble movies, like you know Valentine's yeah. Day and everything oh, else, like yeah, which god awful, but yeah, um, yeah. that's actually one of the better ensemble movies when you have more and For and sure. a lot of the actors are from England, so she may know a bunch more of them because that's she's true. from the other side of the pond. For sure. So um, that was our Christmas movie trivia game for the Philly specials. Let's go into um, the Philly special Christmas special. I like it, Steve. So uh, the Philly special Christmas special released December 1st, 2023, uh, 11 songs and just under 40 minutes long. Um, a lot of this background is taken from um, different uh, sources other than Wikipedia because, guys, Wikipedia doesn't exist for... Um, this group yet um which is fine so uh this is a little bit of background um from an article from people magazine um, which i think gave a really good um review and background of this um this album um mm -hmm. so a philly special christmas special includes various holiday hits uh with cameos from other players on the team and a notable name in music um who hails from the philly area steve that is the one and only patty labelle um, yes, which I know that you know. Which that. she talked talked a whole lot of show about Taylor Swift. I tell you what, absolutely. Um, in addition to this album, uh, the special features an eight minute animated film and a limited apparel collection um, that you can find on their website. Um, the money raised from the first album sales went to several charities. Um, with this one um, having similar proceed plans um, to benefit causes close to the athletes' hearts. Um, so we would be remiss, Steve, you and I kind of talked about it already. Um, if we didn't acknowledge, because Jason and the group definitely did, um, the passing of Irish musician and lead singer of uh, the Pogues, uh, Shane McGowan, um, he recorded a track called Fairy Tale in New York, um, and the Philly Specials uh, did their own cover of it, calling it 
fairy tale in Philadelphia. Now, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Did you listen to Fairy Tale in New York? Absolutely, I did. Okay, I'm, I'm hoping you've heard that song before. Absolutely. Well, For you sure. know, not everybody has. Not everybody knows the Pope. I understand. And that understand. that is their most famous song. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's, been, it's been years since I've heard it, but, you know. Okay, just making sure you've actually heard the original. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, there's a... Uh, um, a, a journalist from the Inquirer named Dan LaDuca, he wrote an article um, about this saying, on November 16th, two weeks before his death, uh, Shane McGowan, the brilliant lyricist and singer who fronted the Irish band The Pokes, posted mm-hmm. uh, for the final time on social media, Steve, and this is what he posted. He posted it on X. Tell them I am knocked out, wrote McGowan, along with a thumbs up emoji. Um, McGowan, who died at 65 um, of pneumonia in a London hospital was referring to his last tweet ever was referring to Jason and Travis Kelsey's fairy tale of Philadelphia. Um, the reworking of that Christmas classic fairy tale in New York from 1988. Um, fairy tale in Philadelphia, Steve came in as number one on the billboards, rock digital song and holiday digital song sales charts. Thank you. Swifties. Absolutely. Um, that's going to raise a lot of money for kiddos. Absolutely. Um, in this article from the Inquirer, they were asked um, if Taylor Swift had any part of this. And Jason said, no, but um, in the future that maybe something would happen, but is she, he's not going to hang his hat on that. Um, so, which I don't know if he would even want to, it would be fun, but I don't, I don't know, maybe a song, but this is also, isn't them. You know what I mean? Going that, in my opinion, I don't think they would ever go that direction. She might bring them out for like some fun stuff or like do some live stuff, but it's hard. Yeah. So it's hard for them to do anything like promotionally for this album this time of the year because they're busy. Right. They're all football players. So they've got shit going Absolutely. on right now. So like um, I could see her like if or when Jason retires um or tra- and and Travis retires cuz I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to do it together actually this year. Um but this year? Um, yeah, I could see it happening. Interesting. Um but I think they're just going to walk away. I think Travis is ready to walk away and I think Jason is broken. Mm-hmm. I just think he's beat the shit out of it. Like he's if if Philly wins it this year, which is a very good possibility, I think he walks. Um yeah. he wanted to walk last year. So um and, and I just think Travis is ready uh to go and like go the Gronk route and just start his like career as a absolutely commentator slice like you know media media well, yeah. person because he's yeah. gonna be that he just has absolutely. that personality where it's not even like the swifty thing like he's no nope. he's that's who he is he's a performer he's an entertainer yep he could be him and jason could be in the mcafee type level of like oh 100 weekly a weekly or daily show where they could do absolutely. Like their podcast is already pretty fun but yeah. they could do something at a McAfee type level where they could start their own daily show like he did and mm-hmm. really build off of that and go for it because they have the push. They know what they're doing. And I don't think football is really going to be the end of it. I, I, and I don't no. think either team is they're going to miss them, but they'll move on. But Kansas City is in the middle of a who plays what position these days. Like they don't he's the only one that we know plays tight end like or yeah, I mean, no well, or wide no receiver one. Like, yeah, if we're going to be honest, it's it, the only reason I could see him staying is if if Patrick really gets him into it and stays one more. But if Jason goes and he goes, 
I actually would see their 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 podcast becoming something more daily, and them doing getting some sort of daily type sports show, sure. but sure. like all around like talking like a McAfee. I really could see him going that route. Mm, yeah, for <clears throat> for like a CBS or for like a Barstool or somebody would pick them up because yeah, yeah people listen to them. They're fun. Absolutely. And without the the handcuff of the NFL around them, who yeah. knows the hell they would talk about and like do. Um, right. So. I I don't know. It's it's weird for them, but yeah. yeah, I I I just I like I like when people use their their powers for good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Steve, another notable um feature on this album is the one and only Travis Kelsey. Um, mm-hmm. the proceeds from a Philly special Christmas special will benefit the Children's Crisis Treatment Center and Children's Hospital of Philadelphia per the t- per today um the Today Show um. The Eagles' debut holiday album raised over a million dollars for local charities following their 2022 release, just kind of like we talked about. So, Steve, let's get into our our the meat and potatoes of Philly Special Christmas Special. What was your favorite track of this album? My favorite track of this album was uh, Jordan Mailata's take on All I Want for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> Um, just like with my favorite or my dark cut from the first EP, this was a perfect song for him to sing. And I felt like on this album, they actually did a better job of finding songs that really fit the talent of each, each special, each guy. Um, Jordan is the best singer of the group and he does it his way with a bit of soul and a little spice on there. This one also actually features the peanut gallery which is made up of about 15 other Eagle players. Yeah. Um, that sing the chorus behind him. Yes. On here. So like yeah. the Kobe Dean, um, a bunch of the defensive guys are on this one. Yes. I'm trying but, to figure out if I can get a, uh, a list of them. A list of them. Yeah. I so know the, that the they peanut, had it on their website. Yeah, the peanut gallery was uh was was featured on this one. They're not on all the tracks, but they they did have another another huge bunch of eagle players that jumped in to help too, which is the best part about this album. It's it's uh it's 11, 11 tracks long and it's it's actually an album. Mm-hmm. It's not really an EP. It's and they did they did their best to make this one more of an album. So, but that for me. So, um. Yeah, I've got a whole list of people. Not all of them are players, but there's a slew of people. There's probably, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 29 people outside of the three that were a part mm-hmm. of this one. And so, a lot of them are players. A lot of yeah, them are a lot players. of them were players. Yep. Absolutely. So they they did good things around this with this with this album to make to bring more people than just themselves in. And they did bring like Amos Lee and Patty LaBelle and yeah. some other yeah. the, the other like heavy hitters. But yeah, you know, they kept it Philly too. So I liked All I Want for Christmas. As much as I hate this song, um, I like it when people cover it. That's not Mariah Carey. Right. For so, sure. What about you, man? I picked Fairy Tale of Philadelphia, man. Um Super fun song that the Kelsey brothers are able to do together. You could tell that they just had a great time doing this one. The Irish vibe uh, mixed with the guys' harmonies, just a super fun listen. So for me, Fairy Tale of Philadelphia was my favorite track. So I like it. Yeah, let's venture into our least favorite tracks here, Steve. And I'll start. 
And I picked Dominic the Donkey. Samesies. Uh, this track is fun, lighthearted. But the thing I wasn't a fan of was this one was that weird megaphone sound that they put on Jason's voice. Um, if it was only for a portion of the song, then I think it was, I would have been more okay with it. But the fact that it literally lasted the whole time, I was kind of over it about halfway through the song and yeah. almost got annoyed with it as it continued. Again, the song isn't terrible by any means. I just think that it could have been produced better and better decisions could have been made in regards to the effects. So that was my reason for picking it. What was your reason for picking it? So I nearly went with a dreidel song, but I didn't want to piss off any of the people on that side of the the wagon and get canceled for something stupid. Sure. Um, And Hallie Roseman, who's the GM of the Eagles is on that one. They like threw him a bone. Um, But yeah, so I'm all for an Italian stereotype donkey cool with it like you do you i'm gonna mm-hmm. cancel for something i might as well piss off the italians not the not the jews um and this track is full of italian stereotypes i mean the paisans the everything that's there it's great it's a fantastic song it's so funny it's so hokey that you're like you have to kind of like sing along and dance along to it but again i'm with you the production on this one sounded like it was coming through a 1940s radio Mm-hmm. was terrible like the track is normally so so bad it's good but that echoey hallway type megaphone sound really screwed jason here because i i felt like he was getting into it like he was really getting into the, the the hokiness of the song yeah and but they just man it was so hard to listen to yeah so I was Dominic the Donkey was mine as well. Now it's time right. for our deep cuts. And I'm going to go time. first because I went with your favorite track. Okay. And I went Fairytale in Philadelphia. Now, Jason and Travis teaming up to reimagine the Pogues classic is amazing. Um, it, to me, I know the fairy tale in New York is the Pogues' like, most commercially successful song. And it's a Christmas song. I say Christmas song in quotes, guys, because it's not yeah. really a Christmas song. <laughs> it's dirty. It's funny. There's a lot going on in that track, um, in yeah. the fairy tale in New York. Yeah. Um, and the Pogues really aren't a family friendly band. No. Um, Shane McGowan was super political and witty, and his his lyrics bit deep. They went they they bit you right on the ass every single time. Um, yeah. he didn't give a shit. It just kind of what he did. The brothers though took this Irish punk track about New York and made it their own. Um. Looking at the two of them, Travis isn't nearly as good of a singer as Jason is. No. Jason is far and beyond an, an amazing singer. Um, for what you know, give him there. He he has he understands what is needed and gives you it every single time. While he's impersonating the lead of the singer of the band that does it every single time he sings. Right. That's what it is. But I thought the boys did a really good job of, of um, loving on the city of Philadelphia and giving each other massive amounts of shit back and forth. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And they even brought Mama Kelsey got brought into it too. So Mama yeah. Kelsey got brought in. So I'm actually kind of surprised Mama Kelsey didn't get show up on the album. Right. Absolutely. I'm really surprised Mama Kelsey didn't show up here with a pan of a chunky soup. Yeah, absolutely. 100 percent It's a good commercial. What about you? What was your deep cut? Um, I picked the Dreidel song as my my deep cut. Um oh, I really like that these guys decided to take a Jewish holiday classic and do their own take on it. Um, although this track is very simple overall, um, I just like the fact that they are including something like this in their album um, because it's not just 
about Christmas and everyone deserves a chance to listen and appreciate this album. I think, um, I did do a quick Google search. Um, and Steve, I did find you might find this interesting. Um, that of Pennsylvania's 11 million people, um, almost 440,000 of them are Jews, um, with whom more than half of that live in the greater Philadelphia area. So I'm not surprised though, which I'm is, not surprised which is why I'm so close to New York. Right. Which is why then I think with that information, I understand even more why they have a song like this on this album. Well, and like I said, Holly Roseman is, is the GM. He's Jewish. Uh, there's a lot of Jewish um, people in the um, front office of the yeah. as well. But that's not a surprising number because of the proximity to New York. Yeah. And I'm guessing a lot of those families probably moved from New York City to Philly because it's probably. a similar feel, but it's not as New York. Right. You know, I, I nearly was going to pick one that was going to probably irk you because you hate this song. What's that? And I was gonna prick pity paper. I wasn't. This version wasn't bad. The it wasn't great. Get on your nerves. It does get on my nerves. Pretty but, paper. Well, and I Shut think I, I think this one, this album, like Lane Lane was really only featured on that song. Yeah, like featured on that song. So he only really had one feature, and he is the country crooner. So like, I loved it, but at the same time, like. Right. Okay. And I, I loved his version of that song, but it was so slow. And I was like, right. okay. For sure. For yeah. sure. But I, I want to pick it just to, just to, just to irk you because I was yeah. like, Jay, you would have hates this. I would have been like, I know. what the hell's so, wrong with you? All right, buddy, get into your final thoughts on this one. So uh, both of these albums were super fun. Um, I do um, find it really hard to hate on Jason Kelsey, even though I despise the Eagles because of uh, you know fandom and general hate of teams that are ahead of mine. Sure. Uh, not very much longer, fuckers. Um, it, it's sports. It's accepted. It's kind of one of those things. Um, I do think on the second album, the song choices were spot on. Um, Lane took his song and, and nailed it. Jordan... Took the more technical songs, went after them. I mean, not many times you can expect an offensive lineman for an NFL team to go after Mariah Carey, but he did, and he did it well. Um, and really, Jason handled anything that needed an impersonation because, well, yeah. he can just mimic mimic what's going on here. Um, I I do really appreciate them, as I said before, coming together and raising money for a ton of charities in Philly. Um, I, I kind of hope they do this every year now. Like, I really hope that this is something that's going to take off and they have to do it every year. Yeah. And I hope that once they all retire, that they can actually do some stuff live and do it like what? during Christmas in Philly, because they will, you sure. know, Absolutely. I mean, they're all going to be, especially if they win the championship this year, they're all going to be royalty in, in Philadelphia anyway, even though they already oh, are. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, good old Pennsylvania loves loves their uh loves their linemen. I tell you right now. Absolutely. Um so as much as I despise the Eagles in general, um mm -hmm. because they're in the NFC and I have to, um yeah. they're not the Cowboys, because well, fuck the Cowboys. Right. Um I just it's just kind of one of those things, man. I love it. I think I think it's getting better and better, and I think with this one is it's more of a actual a tradition. A traditional album mm -hmm. so i actually give this one an eight out of ten um okay. and i liked i liked how they brought in some uh some bigger names but didn't really kept it simple too absolutely yeah you and i you and i are right there together man um 
this album I think was tenfold better than last year's. Um, you could tell that they really loved putting this one together. They brought in a lot of great musicians to work with um, on this one as features. Um, I said this about the first album, and I say it again with this one. I think the construction and layout. I thought the construction of the first album was great. The construction of this one was also really great, in my opinion. Um, for me, ending with Old Lang Syne was a great way to end. Um, and the stories that they were sharing about what they were thankful for, kind of just a cool idea to get an idea of the conversations that these guys have. So uh, for me, I'm giving this one a seven and a half out of 10. Oh, yeah. What do we, got, for the, what do we got coming up here, man? Yeah, so guys, we are halfway through the week-ish, kind of, and now we are just, I mean, every other uh, day from now until Christmas. Um, so we are having fun. Uh, Thursday's episode, it's going to be something. <laughs> it's going to be something. It's drastically different from from today's, everything. from everything. Absolutely. But it's going to be fun and we can't wait to do that. Uh, so guys, thanks for sticking with us. Follow us on all social media. You know where to find us. Um, head on over to Spotify. Give us a listen over there. Head on over to Apple. Five-star rating. Write us a review, guys. We'd really greatly appreciate it. So uh, guys, that has been another episode of the 12 Pods of Christmas, fourth annual. Um, we will see you again on Thursday um, where we're going to do, do talk about something. I don't know. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats.